In the name of the one who is the bread of life. Amen. Yesterday morning, I floated on a lake, wondering about this bread of life marathon we find ourselves in. For five weeks in a row, our lectionary gives us John chapter 6, Jesus line after line, week after week, claiming to be the bread of life asking us to consume him, asking us to expand our understanding of him, of life, of breath, of bread. Now in week one, Jesus fed the 5,000, miraculously providing an abundance of bread to feast on. You know the story. And then, as a bonus, he walked on water, almost like he was saying, hello, it's not about the bread. I'm over here. It's about me. You know, the God who came down from heaven to feed you directly. Not to put words in Jesus' mouth or anything, but that was week one. Now, in weeks two through five, Jesus has a long and frustrating discourse with those who have followed him to see what will happen next. This is week three. So we're into that discourse. They want more miracles to fill their bellies. They want the experience of the magic of manna from heaven that their ancestors had. Perhaps because they have forgotten that their ancestors relentlessly complained about the blandness of the manna from heaven. Jesus wants this agitated crowd to think, feel, experience, and be in a deeper place. You want bread, he says? I am the bread. I am the bread from heaven, the manna here to save and sustain you. Consume me. Take me in. Live on me. But they don't get it, and they get mad. And now in week three, their agitation ramps up. How can this guy, who we have known since he was a kid, whose mom and dad we see in the town square all the time, how can this kid say that he's the bread who just came down from heaven? Ridiculous. How can the common be holy? How can the mundane be sacred? Floating on Lake Laurel yesterday, with my ears submerged, I could hear the rhythm of the water the steady heartbeat of creation through the H2O molecules that somehow held me up. I could feel the sun on my face coming and going with the music of the clouds. I could smell the earthy cleanness of the forest. Earth, sun, water, trees, so mundane, abundantly common, and yet pulsing, with God's creative energy of love. And so floating there, I was fed. The common can be quite holy. And the common can also be awful. Like the tragic commonality of hunger, real physical hunger. Now, I haven't known severe hunger in my life. Even when I have fasted, I have understood the option of the backup granola bar, should I get too lightheaded. But I'm aware that many in our world, past and present, have known, do know the anxious hunger of scarcity. 
I know that Jesus met them where they were and endeavored to fill their hunger, their physical hunger, first. I know that Jesus directs us to do the same in our lives and ministries. And that's how he's meeting the need now, through us. But filling the physical need is only just the beginning. There are, of course, other needs that we humans have. And Jesus is always asking us if he might be allowed to fill those needs for us, too. Right here, right now, he fills our need for community. For this hour, he gives us Sabbath from our screens and our to-do lists. He gives us of himself in scripture and sacrament. But I don't think Jesus is interested in stopping there either. I think Jesus is saying week after week, day after day, breath after breath, that he wants to feed each of us constantly on his own heart, his own presence, his own love, his own energy, no matter where we are, no matter what we are doing. And when he says, I am the bread of life. Come to me. I am the living bread. Eat me. I hear him asking to feed us beyond our basic needs and beyond our wildest imaginations. He asks us to let him fill us, to fill our lives with purpose, to fill our hearts with compassion for one another to fill our eyes and ears and noses with the beauty of creation, to fill us with his companionship when we are grieving, as we heard King David grieve the loss of his son Absalom in that first reading this morning, to fill us with the transformative peace of forgiveness when we ask for it, as we asked in the words of the psalm we chanted together. To fill us with the strength to be tender-hearted and kind, as the epistle directed us to do in that letter to the Ephesians that Lavelle read. To fill us with him so that his transformative love can get even further into every nook and cranny of this world by traveling around in us. I hear Jesus asking for our attention In those still quiet moments of solitude, whether we're lying in bed or having a solitary meal or floating in a lake. And I hear him asking for our communal, communal attention when we are here together, gathered. Yesterday, with my ears still submerged listening to the water, I watched the clouds and wondered what Jesus was asking to give us now. And as I wondered, the sound in the water changed as uneven splashes echoed forth from the movement of another person. So raising my head, I smiled to see one of our youth group kids paddling past me. And then three more kids got in the water. Our youth had joined me for a swim, and I was grateful. Seven teenagers, Carol Brady, Robert Barney, and Larry, And I were enjoying a 24-hour retreat on Lake Laurel, where Robert and Larry have a cottage. It was a time to drink deeply of that which Christ was asking to feed us. There's not enough time in our busy world. 
Certainly not during the school year for families and teenagers, and often not even during the summer. Not enough time for listening to lakes and breathing in the forest. So we claimed a bit of time, and we were well fed. It is a thing we all need to be intentional about, whether it's lakes and forests or some other version of spiritual food in which you ask Jesus to feed you. And in these moments when we go there, I believe that Jesus meets us where we are and feeds us, and we will feast on his connective, healing love every time. As we packed the cars yesterday to leave the lake, one of our youth said, Hey, Becky, I know what your sermon tomorrow can be about. And then she explains to me that people know what it feels like to be hungry for bread. And then they know how good it is to eat bread when they've been hungry for it. And that Jesus is saying that he can fill us in that same way, except spiritually. She was more concise than I. But to that, I say, yes, exactly. And then our job, then, is to notice the bread that is offered and to come to the table. Amen.